guys, welcome to the show. How's it going out there? This is a somewhat modern day Gavin talking to you guys, introducing episode two, the second episode of the podcast that was ever recorded way back in the summer of 2015. Donald and I decided to record episodes one and two on the same night when we were hanging out. Um, so it kind of warrants a bit of a disclaimer because it's so early in the podcast and it is a fairly weak episode to be honest but what can you do i can't just leave episode two out i can't re-record it so it must be included but um hopefully it's worth a few laughs too and uh you get a little something out of it what we planned on doing was talking through all past and current members of The Cure as we were sort of introducing the podcast and giving our two cents on every member, but we don't really go into great detail or other projects or anything like that that we would do like in the later um, band member profile episodes that we still need to uh, complete those. But um, So it's kind of a vague run-through, um, and keep in mind this was summer 2015, so um, not only were we recording this at the wee hours of the morning, fairly intoxicated, but this was pre-Lowell's book coming out even, um, pre-Andy passing away, pre-learning about Matthew Hartley's actually talented on, on piano and keys. Uh, we just thought he was plucking those simple 17 seconds uh riffs out because that's all he had but really it was under robert's orders we would learn later so um a lot of things like that pre really knowing all of phil thornally's um fun facts of all his hits that he's created so it's a bit thin on those facts as well um it was right around when pearl um desired to be called pearl from now on so we were kind of fumbling through some of the wording on that so apologies there of course and even kind of lose a bit of steam as we're going or, I don't know, somehow we've, we, maybe we thought it was about past members because we kind of don't even really talk about Reeves or Jason Cooper. Um, I don't even think we really talked about Simon too much. Um, and Michael Dempsey gets brushed over a bit. So we kind of run out of gas and just it wraps up without really going into every member. So I don't know what we're thinking. But uh, like I said, it completes the uh, whole package here on the podcast, on the internet. So I present to you now, like it or not, <laughs> episode two. Enjoy. Alright, here we are. All whimsy. We survived one episode. We're back for another round. All whimsy, all the time. All nothing, the holy hour. Nothing but the saxophone song. Don't get me started <laughs> on fucking saxophones, man. Nothing but the saxophone. They did have some of the best use. A couple times it was just like... That kind of stuff. There's a couple songs where there's Everybody was doing it then. You can't blame me for that. It was the 80s, man. Oral. <laughs> uh, Lowell would have played trumpet solos. 
Because yeah. he played trumpet. <laughs> or did he? <laughs> Somebody played trumpet. Other. I don't, I don't he played know. other and answer. trumpet. They're like, we're not sure. We're not saying what other instruments he played. He just, there were other instruments. And that's not disintegration where it's like other and trumpet, that's I believe. That's a total, I think it just says other. Look it up. Look it up. Because Kiss, it might be um, Kiss Me and yeah. or, but there's one record where this it's is like a deluxe one too, so it might be a little harder to trumpet. get to. But <laughs> so it's going to be way more detailed of what yeah. Mole actually played. Uh, let's see. Maybe they deleted it. On the, um, <laughs> they took Lowell out uh, altogether. <laughs> uh, actually, Disintegration is just credits to everybody. Music by the whole shebang. Oh, wait, here they are. Uh, yeah, Lowell Tolhurst, uh, other instruments. What? <laughs> no trumpet. Maybe it was uh, Kiss Me. That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Because he held a trumpet in the uh, videos a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> that counts, right? And he waved it around like a dickhead. <laughs> he clearly had a, a hold on that instrument. He knew it. He wouldn't have just held it if he... Which brings us to today's topic. Uh, we're looking at other past and present members of The Cure. Ooh. Cure's kind of known for having a rotating lineup mm. other than Robert mm. Smith over the years. Granted, it has been about, what, 30 years? Yes. <laughs> so you really can't blame them too much, but during their prime, they did have a kind of revolving door of those a few... There's a lot of bands. I remember getting the poster like for Kiss Me, Kiss Me and, like, marking them off. As they were like, like, who Great. wasn't there in the Great. band anymore by the time... Especially by the time, like, Wild Mood Swings came yeah. around, it was like, we're down to two. I know. <laughs> and it has mostly been Robert Smith and Simon Gallup. For the bulk of the history there. The bulk. And uh and old Lowell just says keyboard on Kiss Me Kiss Me. Granted this is the reissue, so maybe the original ones were a little harsher and they felt bad about In it. In my heart, I'm gonna so, believe it's there's one record where it says other instruments and, and trumpet. trumpet. Like the trumpet wouldn't count as another instrument though? I know. That's a little weird. Maybe it was just a joke. That might be bullshit. I think it was a <laughs> I think you're right. I think it but, I think it was a joke. That we that we uh, made about Lowell for a long time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, as if other specific, instruments isn't enough of a uh, joke. With <laughs> that's like such a backhanded insult. Like other could, instruments. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like keyboards, drums, everything's like covered. You know. Yeah. Other and other. Yeah. <laughs> like well, what the hell else was on disintegration? <laughs> <laughs> it's all just synths, other than that. Things <laughs> other than instruments. Yeah, like like the chimes <laughs> on plain song. Did he hit the chimes? <laughs> No, <laughs> that the was keyboard. a keyboard keyboard setting. Yeah. Yeah. What was the keyboard guy's name? Roger O'Donnell. Yeah, Roger O'Donnell. Which technically, he's back. not sure if he's with him now. I don't right, know. He yeah, he's with him. I guess yeah. he's come and gone a billion times. But he might be the most reoccurring and un. I'm not sure if it's like bad blood every time he leaves, or if he's yeah. just like I'm, I need a break or what. That Seems like in slays. later years, people just kind of tears it up. But yeah, you had mentioned you'd had some thoughts on Roger. I guess we'll yeah. start with him. He seems like a... Yeah, we'll get, we'll, we'll save Lowell for the second half of this. <laughs> for the second hour. <laughs> yeah, for the, the second hour. The, the whole... The unholy... It's going to take a while to get through them all. There's a lot of people. But the, anyway... The unholy two hours. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, so members other than Robert. Yes. We'll start with Roger. Yeah, the keyboard guy. Yeah, Roger. Roger O'Donnell. Roger, Roger. 
Raj. Um, but his, uh, I was thinking about it the other day, but his impact, um, like he's always good, like mm-hmm. really, really good in like layering like string sounds and yeah. and other things and um, super talented. Yeah, very sure. talented guy, really smart, dope synth collection. But he, uh, his synthing on disintegration, like I don't think disintegration would be the same without his um, his impact on it. Yeah, because it's such a beautiful wash, layer after layer. I feel of. Yeah. Just these dope uh, keyboard and string yeah. string parts and and um, but then I was thinking like I don't I don't know his impact of like what notes and melodies because they're yeah. all like standard and Robert comes up with so much of that yeah. that you don't really know who's he wrote it on a shitty organ with like a doom 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 and just they almost would. It's oh. it's Robert Smith's melodies, and yeah, stuff. yeah. But he he did such a great job. Yeah, and you hear the difference between like Lowell's version of Robert's ideas on keyboards, you the know, translation. Like, yeah, translation like head on the door. I feel like it's like Robert wrote it, Lowell played it, like a live, if not even yeah. who knows what Lowell did on the album around those times. But like versus with like you know, especially after disintegration with anything with Roger, you could totally hear. You yeah, know, like especially like wild mood swings and stuff, like where it gets into like strange attraction and stuff, where it's more like full on ding 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 and stuff. Yeah, like that. his like, his playing his playing. After... He's he's almost too good for. Yeah, <laughs> he's like you know, and I think I think I remember even reading when disintegration yeah. anniversary or something. He did like that whole like kind of diary thing he posted online of the making of disintegration. I think he's even said yeah, that. Yeah, I, I read like, through that. And he talked about all the keyboards that he used yeah, and stuff. And he said it was like hard to play a lot of the stuff because it's so simple in the sense that not like downsizing, but just saying it's like not his style so much. Yeah. Because you know, it's like, you know, Robert would write it as kind of like just a guitar riff, but yeah, on the keyboard kind of melody. Yeah, or just, you know, pace. some kind of. Little, and that's what makes disintegration so awesome, I think, too, is because it's so many of these, like, any of those could be the main hook in a song, but, like, there's ten of them yeah. gone in, like, one song, and that's why yeah. it's just that kind of stars-aligning awesomeness. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, he's a super talented dude. Because he had to resort to kind of what you're saying with him being so talented and, like, having to, like, rein it in. Mm-hmm. He translated that, like, like, with, like, some of the... I could be making this up, or I think I watched it or read it, um, possibly read it off of something, um, I think what you were mentioning, um, where he would have since all these keyboards uh, linked together, mm-hmm. you know, so he'd play one melody, but there's like four synthesizers kind of yeah. all playing at the same time, and he had them all dialed in. Um, Fuck was that? The ghost. <laughs> yeah. But... Maybe. Um, yeah, kind of. You know, so he so he took his skills and and I, and and I think that's why the synth stuff, the keyboard parts are so big yeah. and beautiful sounding and and to me almost like the 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 heart of the record is like this giant synth sound. Yeah, it's just some of the it's it sounds so huge. And he you know, talented enough to pull it off live too. I think mm-hmm. that was a huge jump in as far as their big live game at he's that a, point. He's the he, best keyboard guy they've ever had. Yeah, by far. I don't uh, think anyone. Who's that big um, bloke? 
dude when they were like uh, Matthew Hartley, I think we knew yeah. down to uh, <laughs> kind of one of the few that like doesn't reappear to mm-hmm. he was like referring well, to the guy well, you that, made him out the band <laughs> the keyboard is back to working on the seconds, docks which is weird because he popped in you know like their guitar-y punk first yeah. album and then like he was like their first full-on dabbling yeah. their first dabbling into the keyboard keys world realm. and and you can tell even then it's like same kind of thing where robert wrote like the hook because it's it's a part of the sound yeah. that we we get to hear that was recorded was this dude yeah. and i have to to dig him in some regards unless he didn't play on the records yeah no i think he i like to he think he did yeah i mean he could have just been told what the yeah. play but at the same time he, i'm sure that's you can see you can see it in his playing yeah he's a this is his one to two finger <laughs> But um, and then he didn't make it to the next record. No, imagine <laughs> I, that. I don't really remember the whole departure story <laughs> with him. I think he was just. I uh, knew it at one point. Yeah, I can't really remember. I'm a little rusty on that one. But we'll be back. He's just like, oh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> but Whoa. like he had jobs and stuff. He's like, I gotta. Yeah. I go, oh, kid. But um, I watched this show, uh, this live concert on youtube um and it was like a festival in like holland or <laughs> or something like that and um it was like a televised thing and it was yeah, i think i know the one here yeah it uh it's like this little crowd this little tiny amphitheater kind of thing outside it's a board yeah like everyone's water. very bored it's like not even packed by any means yeah it's like what very this small crowd <laughs> And they're all very polite and European, yeah. like, and uh, and it was just like this era. I guess it was because uh, they played like a forest, and so I guess like yeah. seventeen seconds. Yeah. And that's what that dude played on. Yeah. And it was like the weirdest best show, because um, they were like starting to get a little dark and moody right and they're in this for this dry didn't even have makeup on yet yeah (laughs) little poofy hair like just little little guys but uh no makeup and this plague this like like kind of dark stuff in front of this like white tight european like (laughs) this like this is acceptable i don't know but uh lol had this drum kit and his like the the cymbal stands were like as thin as pencils, and these little shitty, like just shitty cymbals. And they're like, I want to do, I want to make like um like how they have like John Bonham reissue kits with like these dope big ass bass drums and big toms, right. but do a lol reissue kit from yeah. that show with like this little skinny like cymbal stand with like anyone with any balls hit it and it would just fall over. <laughs> And it was like I think the one of the first forays he had a, an electronic drum trigger pad, you know, for like the yeah. boo yeah. parts in like a forest and like some other things he would use it like a little yeah. kind of sounds. But he, um, but he was jamming on the like the roto toms sounded dope. Um, but the keyboard player was uh, really set up. Matthew. Yeah, he just stood there like a fucking dock worker that was like. Oh. Like someone paid him, like so tired. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I got a work in the morning. <laughs> so but, tired. Yeah, but uh, I think they don't like me. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't look cool. Like he looked like a bloke, uh, but that guy. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, one, no one's asking him back. I don't I think know. He, he's probably who knows what what the full story is there. But that makes yeah. sense. We'll have to look up that video. We'll link it. Yeah, Let's link check it. our website. Yeah, it's com. But uh, other members, man. Who else we got? Uh, let's go with some of the ones that haven't reappeared first, so we can come through them. Andy. Who still had more curish hair than Lowell. <laughs> and he had, like, black dude hair. <laughs> dude is a dope drummer. It was so weird to, to hear uh, the transition from, like, Lowell yeah, he's to the first drum machines. Lull, uh, yeah, I guess, aside from a drum machine, he's the first and then this guy cure drummer that wasn't Lowell. And this guy that could slay. Yeah. Like, that, could, that dude could, was really talented. Like, yeah. he could play just whatever. Which added to the whimsy. So I think, yeah. you know, maybe like... Robert's like, finally, I can get whimsy. Yeah, finally. <laughs> but he could get silly, and this guy could follow him yeah. rhythmically wherever they wanted to go or lull. Um, you know, it's like he kind of had to play to his his skills and stuff. Um, Andy. That's, yeah. that's what I feel about Andy. Yeah, he's cool. I, I just guess. compare him to other members of the band. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, so that's a, yeah, there's not really much to go on there. Other than, and I that guess one, his exit that, story was... That one record and like a couple tours. Right. Couple there's tours, not really yeah. much. Um, I guess he was like big drunk somehow, which is weird. It's, it kind of goes... And the whole band of fucking that, alcoholics that, right, and drug band. addicts. Like, like, he must have been really bad. Because it's like, how the hell do you get kicked out of the care for being a drunk? You know, it's like... He was too talented, there. and I think it <laughs> it, it, yeah. it scared yeah. them. It I'm didn't seem like totally bad blood. I don't know. I don't know if he was yeah. one of the ones that came back. I think we touched on it earlier. Some of them have reappeared in definitely other forms, and then even more recently on these tours, like Lowell popped up again. Which is so bizarre. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, maybe like we should just talk about Lowell. Yeah, let's go to Let's do Lowell. He's amazing. He's a founding member. Mm-hmm. Seems like, I mean, it's a pretty big run. Even when it got narrowed down to after pornography of just Robert and the one dude that would stick by yeah. his side, the drummer, even though he's using all drum machines. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was he doing on this album? <laughs> he's he's like just, a, like, dancing in a baby pool. He's That's like, like a the only fucking thing. idiot hype man. Like. <laughs> yeah, Clearly, there's something between them. They like had some kind of friendship. His drunk flavor, flave. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> he kept him by his side all through that, and then like the top, he got Andy Anderson, and Lowell became keyboardist. It's like at that point. it's like it's like a, getting a dog, like adopting a dog when they're kind of young, and then once they get old, you get rid of them, like take them back to the shelter. It's like the cuntiest thing one could do <laughs> and it's kind of what Robert Smith did with Lowell he like kept him around he was like his companion he had a purpose yeah. and then he just threw him away oh. to other <laughs> and maybe trumpets <laughs> maybe trumpets Might <laughs> we have to confirm that <laughs> uh, no don't fact check that because he had a trumpet in that one video <laughs> <laughs> He's dressed like a cat. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know if that's uh, a big kitty playing a trumpet. Uh, but you think it's a harsh deal then, all the way around for Lowell? Yes, knowing the whole story, I, I do. Mean, I don't know if we should try to give some kind of quick synopsis of what his deal was, but okay, it's like anyone knows. that's going to listen to this knows. Yeah. So there's a lawsuit. Yeah. Because Lowell's like I, way after the fact. I get too. enough credit. It wasn't even like immediately. Yeah. But it was like once he got really broke. <laughs> 
Yeah. And that tainted my image. Like his, I see his point, and he probably should have substantial royalties at least. Yes, but. because there, there possibly would not have been the band without him. Yeah. And that's where I think people give Lil the fucking shit end of the stick. Like his drum sounds. Like there's a whole era of shitty drummers where it was fine and acceptable as like punk. Mm-hmm. There's some of the shittiest musicians, like if like if you were to get textbook or yeah, whatever, yeah. but great feel, great passion, and just like decent playing, decent playing. But it's yeah. not fucking Chicago or I don't know Rush or whatever. Yeah. But um, I he had such an integral part in in the formation and the sound of the band, like the thing that there wouldn't be a million like. They sell tons of merchandise. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be any of that without Lowell. And he's just tossed <laughs> to the side like an old dog that someone doesn't want. Like, I don't want the responsibility of taking care of him. Because he's not doing shit. Like, an old dog is laying on the couch and <laughs> that's, you think that's part of the problem. It's like, you got to put him down at some point, too. Like, maybe that perspective, if you're going to use him as an old dog. No, you don't. You take, <laughs> like, care, of, you take care of things that are part of your family. And I feel like he's part of the family. He's a f- he's not like a complete fucking master in disintegration, and I mean, and maybe in the sense that's a better <laughs> argument. It's like I mean, he might be a dickhead. Yeah, I'm sure he was during <laughs> like, that I don't, I don't aspect. Know. But at the same time, I'm sure he's like really nice too. But at the same time, it's like I don't know. Everything we've heard, pretty much, probably even from his perspective, that he was pointless on disintegration by by just. Dis- and oh, he didn't Kiss do me. shit. Yeah, on he didn't do anything. Didn't do That's why they said other instruments. He didn't do because, anything on Kiss Me. Yeah, he stood there with that trumpet. Yeah, yeah, he dressed <laughs> like a cat and played a trumpet. Pretended to play violin in the cat's yeah. radio, but but that, no, I mean it's like <laughs> fucking to a certain degree. I mean, if he, I don't even remember like the full details, of, like the lawsuit. Like if he was trying to get royalties on like faith or something, and then yeah, it's a more of a credible argument. But I but think it was specific. I think it was disintegration. Yeah. I think he's like, oh, there, man. Like, everything everybody says, and even him later, I think, admitted to, it was just like, yeah, I don't know. I was just annihilated. They would, like, wait to record after he had passed out. Right. They said they were, like, bigger, guilty, and felt terrible about the fact that they just were so sick of him they at that point. They along. They would actually just, like, drink up, wolves. <laughs> yeah, almost to the point where yeah. they're just, like, you know, this person has a horrible addiction and it's like clearly out of line and a mess, but like... And I think maybe, maybe they did keep him around longer because he was the old dog. Yeah, you know, I'm sure he was, was their friend at some point and that's probably why he's reemerged in recent years as undecent. No, if you ever that, come back from a lawsuit. Sense. Yeah, that makes like sense. A, he's got to be a real friend on some level, you know? it's Because like, he, he didn't do shit on... When, when's the, what, what was the last record he'd like... You would say he did something on like at best, kiss me, kiss me, but probably not. Probably, what, what probably head on the door, which has kind of gone also on the but record. What did he play on head on the door? He wasn't playing keyboards, but yeah, I think I he mean, was just doing what was told. Yeah, yeah, and like that's always what was kind lulled. of you do is lulled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like the top and head on the door, Robert's kind of gone on the record. Yeah, that's like he, a glorified solo album, basically. Was, He's, all, all of that shit was out of Lowell's wheelhouse, too. Yeah. Like, it's not music that I don't think he yeah. was, like, into or even knew how to play. Yeah. And even Anything going back it. to the other ones, you listen to those reissued demos of Faith and Pornography. He did those drum beats on 
like dumb drum machine. Yeah, like, like a built, <laughs> so, I mean, it really yeah. you can't even like a built in, the built in drum machine on like a fucking organ. Yeah, and, like the most you know, basic like a uh, slowed down bossa nova. Right. And that's what Lil's playing. You know, yeah. he's just playing the live version. That's a and that's his I mean, granted he's delivering it, but I mean it's like the producing of it and Robert writing that actual beat. But yeah, but you know not to take away from him too like you were saying it's easy to pick on him and, yeah. but at the same time he clearly is a founding member and made him those early years were great well, sad case he's always got yeah. the tragic figure of the cure yes in uh, and amongst all the tragic yes <laughs> he's the most <laughs> he's tragic, the tragic of the tragic. <laughs> But but, um, but yeah, those early beats are so fucking cool. No matter perfect. who came up with them they're and recorded perfect. them, it really wouldn't be anything without those. And reverb and roto toms. That's, that's what Lowell brought with some of his his tom work on um, faith and shit. Like that's his to me. That's that's his shining star of the best shit he ever did with the band. Is his drumming yeah. on faith like those. Dun, dun, mm. Doom doom gaga doo doo doom. Yeah, so cool stuff. He fucking nailed it and he played so slow and like he was on time. And it, it just sounded so good and basic. And so many drummers, myself included, would have ruined that with so much overplaying. And he kept it simple. Yeah. He kept it calm and let let uh just uh a, just a, a note, a hit to a tom, just ring out. Yeah, and it just sounded nice, and that's Lil's that masterpiece. And even the keyboard parts. I mean, I remember that being a huge inspiration to me. Is like that guy. Uh, I could almost, you know, it was like yeah. that kind of like I can play <laughs> I can keyboards that. for that. You know, it's like I do that, that doesn't seem that hard. <laughs> I remember thinking like I could be Lil. You know? it's like I play, <laughs> I can play those keyboard parts. Yeah. He's clearly not. Sweating too much. He's yeah. a, I'm an inspiration to all the youth. Um, <laughs> shut up, Lowell. You're not auspicious, anyone. I am. But he seems to have turned his life around. He's on the wagon. Is that what he called? Yeah. I was confused. I think. But uh, doing good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe back in the cure. Who knows? Probably not. They've played many shows since his Probably reappearance. Not. But it seems like there's at least... Some bad blood has been fixed. And what conversations had to be had for like, because like I doubt the masses, except maybe myself, were like, bring Lowell back. Right. I, even I'm like, mm, I don't know. See how he's doing it. Maybe <laughs> just, we'll check on him and yeah, yeah. we can bring him back if he's doing just okay. Let him hold the trumpet. Yeah, I'll give him a tr- <laughs> give his trumpet and his other. Um, he can but, cover everything else except the, all the instruments that are on stage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, things other than instruments. But like, I don't think the the masses were like, bring Lowell back. demanding so, him, yeah. So there had to be conversations. Yeah. What fucking awkward conversations. Like, I know I tried to fucking sue you guys for, yeah. I don't know, something I might have, may not have. <laughs> don't, I don't really remember because I was so drunk. Yeah, so drunk. <laughs> I mean, the, did he just apologize for a long yeah, time? I don't know. He must have. How did he get back in? Because he lost. He didn't even win the yeah. lawsuit. Typical lol. <laughs> he <does. laughs> he's, like, he's like the Charlie Brown <laughs> of the cure. <laughs> oh, God, I lost. <laughs> Someone's always pulling the football away at the last oh, minute. Yeah. And he falls down drunk before he gets to <laughs> kick the football. Uh, I drank 15 <laughs> bottles of wine this morning. I know. Yeah. Fucking 
Get me a logger. <laughs> well, I think he added a lot. That's true. He's a, a, a significant mm-hmm. character. He's, he's one of the big ones. I, I, think. I put him in the same uh, category as like Simon and yeah. Robert. And, and there's definitely the two weirdest members as far as why they left in the era and like their peak you know, like Porl, the guitarist, yes, and exactly Boris. That's exactly what I was thinking of. And Boris Williams, the drummer. Like, just how, like, they came in right as they were turning that corner yeah. and rode it through the high points and and then just kind of bowed out. And never seems like, yeah. Yeah. They've, yeah. Came back as a woman, even. Nah, he wasn't a woman yet. Okay. I'm not even 100% sure that he's a woman now, but it seems like that's the case. He's but. a hero. <laughs> he's a hero. But um, no, he's awesome. He slays. Like he's such yeah. a good guitar player, and um, yeah, and, and it was it was uh, it was weird to like seeing those two guys leave. Yeah, that was definitely band. like a big turning point. Yeah. I think, and that's why that huge gap between Wish and Wild Mood Swings was so like long end of an era for sure. Because yeah. it was like that's when the whole little lawsuit kicked in. So and, that was like at least a year, yeah. and then those guys left, which is like. You can't just totally back, back out after those guys, yeah. you know. That's and gonna... that was an end of an end of an era for me as well with them. Yeah, you a know, lot of people. Like my it. first concert was the Wish tour, mm-hmm. which we both attended together. Um, and I got to see, like looking back, I'm just like, fuck! I got to see this band with like some of my favorite players, like yeah. Boris is. Arguably their prime, you know. What I mean, fucking his drumming and disintegration is baffling. Yeah, um, it's so good. And Pearl Slade, and they're dope live. Yeah. Um, and uh, but seeing them leave was just like fuck. But I just got to see them. Yeah, like, I know. It's and it was never the same after that for me. Like I, I've never been into any of the records after <laughs> Wish. Yeah. And I question Wish sometimes. Actually, a lot of the times. Don't revisit it much. Yeah, you should. It's great. I, it's, <laughs> but I, yeah, a lot of I, people I, don't. Yeah, maybe fell for the hype. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, going back to Poral, recent years since even his return to the Cure on Four Thirteen Dream, he uh, I guess and threw out some announcement. He's Pearl now, and I saw some pictures at a benefit where he was very That's ladylike. Such a dope name. It Pearl. makes sense. Yeah, Pearl. Pearl. But, I mean, he looks great. He had, like, a long hair going, like, kind of wig because his hair went, you yeah, know. Yeah, his hair went. <laughs> what a polite way to put it. <laughs> it went in gracefully into the night. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then he had, like, fake tattoos all over his yeah. head and stuff when he came back. That was cool. He had, like, stars yeah. and eyes and shit drawn on he his head. He went hard goth, like, electro He was cool. The last time I saw the... Future like, goth? Yeah. Kind totally. of thing, like... Future Gotharama. Yeah. yeah, like when they show like movies in the in like based in the future, and there's always the club scene. Yeah. Somehow, like even like the it's Matrix, like silver and, pants, and like a giant yeah. star drawn on his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like like raving to like some like bizarro future rave music, <laughs> wearing like leather and like yeah. and it's not a like a bear bar or a leather bar, like yeah. a gay leather bar or anything. It's like a future rave. Everyone's dancing in leather and goggles. Yeah. He wore goggles, I think, a short time. (laughs) No. (laughs) Right? Goggles. No. What? When? Was that the David Bowie guitar guy that filled in? 
Do you wear like goggles on his head? <laughs> no. Like kind of a steampunk no. thing? Okay. Maybe something in like the wrong number video yeah. for like a second, but yeah, not like Maybe seriously. But... Making him dumber. Than... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like some... Dumber than he is. My apologize, Pearl. <laughs> yeah. He's an amazing guitarist. I had, for a long time, yeah. Sidon was my favorite, you know? Yeah. But it's like he just had like a cool style. Everything he was on was clearly a great record. So I was like, he his must... shit on Never Enough? Yeah. Just Fuck like. That, that's like dope, like. Yeah. That's how you fucking like just rip a riff. Yeah. And it's so different than stuff they normally play, but it's an example of his uh, guitar skills. Yeah. He played with um Zeppelin. Yeah, dudes. Zeppelin and shit. Or the whatever's left of the Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the... Plant and Page. Yeah. JC actually saw a show with those and I think she saw them really? indirectly with Yeah. So it's pretty cool. And they covered Lullaby. That was like a cool That's like fucking Yeah. And um yeah, I mean, he's just, like, amazing guitarist. And that was cool as shit I'd seen. That last time I've seen him was for 413 Dream Tour, and, like, he was actually back there again. So that Man. was just so cool seeing him just tear it up. Like, yeah. Like, and I think at that tour, they weren't, they didn't even have a keyboardist. He was playing all the guitar parts, like, on keys, and they would just arrange them. And they had that. And um, that's tough for the cure, you know? That's, like, yeah. a lot of parts to cover. So. He did a lot of the arranging. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how they worked it out so much, but somehow, you know, most of the ones, if they played a I'm keyboard sure he song, like, he'd have to play it on guitar and yeah. stuff. So. It's pretty cool. And I'm sure he's such a good player. I'm sure he came in with, like, dope ideas. Yeah. Like. And I don't know if it, like, ended badly again or what you never really know at this phase i imagine not you know, all the art and stuff <laughs> yeah that's a cool side and note that was, for sure. he did dope stuff i love his uh even once before um he was in, he the, was band. in the band yeah like definitely and he was like i guess in the band before what they even asshole. got signed even like he was like in yeah. whatever so talented yeah so that's pretty cool and like he sells a lot of that stuff it'd be cool i mean they'll get us for like a re- ridiculous amount but that would be dope to have like uh and his art his art was so influential as well because it added to the mystique yeah for sure uh, like the visuals when i first kind of got to see him and um and like posters and books and album covers and stuff like that added everything yeah all those like single covers even raw him and And all the the, i love all the art (laughs) from wish yeah that was some cool stuff yeah and then I wanted to bring up, because after he left, I was like, what the fuck? How are they going to? Mm-hmm. And then there's that roadie guy. Who looked, Perry. Yeah, yeah, he looked like a fucking, like, someone from, like, uh, Small Faces or something. Like, yeah. someone like, in, like Ronnie Wood or something. <laughs> right. Like, this fucking, like, just this little skinny fucking guy. Yeah. I um, kind of miss him the most. I have a soft spot really? for him. Yeah. yeah. I think he's, like, awesome. And like he threw down, like he held his shit. Yeah, I always feel like yeah, like he stepped up and learned a lot of crap yeah. that it was probably like whoa crap. I have to learn how to do like a solo for Edge of the Deep Green Sea. Yeah, <laughs> it's like how the hell do you pull that off? And because was and it, it worked? Was there's also a time like with the Wish lineup? Mm-hmm. It was like Boris Simon, Boral. And that dude. Yeah, and he kind of did keys mainly, but other guitar stuff too. Like he filled in, like yeah. he did some guitar stuff. Because he came in like Never Enough, like a little before, like yeah. mixed up before Wish. Because there were and songs then, on, sorry to interrupt, but okay. there's songs on Wish where all three of them were playing guitar. Yeah, live for sure. I'm not sure what the hell happened on the actual album as far as, he might be credited loosely. Yeah. But, like, but, um, like as far as recording, I doubt. Yeah, I but think live Robert stuff, just like, it. 
yeah, 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 guitar yeah. sound. Three guitars. Guitar yeah. players. Like, all that was like 92, too. And like, that's like guitars were the shit then, yeah. like on Nirvana era. Yeah. It was like, that was like on the, on the cusp of that. Yeah. And they, and they delivered it. Yeah. And yeah. He, he played some cool stuff to like go along with it. But like, yeah, for the most part, he was like keyboards then. Yeah. And I guess after Wish, Roger came back and then yeah. he kind of just did guitar and didn't do any of the keyboard stuff. And like, uh, not to uh, completely. Uh, go on a tangent off topic uh, off topic but what we were talking about earlier with like some of the um, you know the sparseness and the feel of the early records mm-hmm. you know like three dudes four dudes yeah. not all of them can play <laughs> they were young yeah. um, very sparse sounds like 17 seconds it's like it's pretty fucking it's sparse now but at the time it's like whoa they're filling up sound sonically yeah. you know it's edgy and then you know how many years later you have wish yeah. and they're touring and there's like three fucking guitar players doing it yeah it's and really a weird. fucking uh they had a keyboard dude too right when wish with wish or was that yeah. dude going back and forth it was like now yeah perry was doing like both like guitar and keyboard okay but yeah even like some of them like Pearl would play keys yeah. and like both of them would do it like for trust or something when it's like yeah super, Synthy, but for the most part, yeah, three guitar. guitars, man. Yeah. What a, what a what a change. Yeah, that was like pretty amazing. Yeah, and he's he seems like a cool dude. He hung in there through the, all like the newer stuff up until like really fairly recently. Harry, <laughs> yeah, I think like I'm trying to remember. Spike in the band longer than Lowell was. I'm yeah, just, like it's because <laughs> like by. By those later years, there's like five year gaps and stuff in between yeah. everything. So it's been like this huge amount of time, but uh, yeah, only like three albums or something. But how many years I is that? I can't remember if he's on that self titled one or not, but I think around there might have been when he was like, yeah, and it probably was because that crappy producer, he was just like, screw yeah. this, I'm out of here. And then slinging mud. <laughs> you want to, you want to get that corn sound, you gotta, you gotta redefine yourself, get that. Robert Smith. <laughs> let me let me tell you what the kids are into these days. Like that bass, that'd be dope if the record had like that. Um, that <laughs> at the time it made me think of uh, if that guy recording recorded corn. <laughs> if their their the bass guitar sound for the Cure would now be that clanky corn like that slapped fucking like eight string bass sound. I don't even know what corn sounds. They're just awful. <laughs> it's like I remember hearing that from the start of, what is this asshole's name even mm. i don't know you know what i'm brendan, talking about if you know brendan, if you're listening to this brendan one. o'brien i don't know the producer the corn guy that did the yeah. self-titled tear album that was like a big stretch for them to have somebody step out i think it says in here but i can't read the thing anyway who cares you know what i'm talking about if you're listening yes. to this yes. <laughs> but yeah what an asshole and i think even more kudos to perry if he left because of that too. <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> <this>. <laughs> but back to boris maybe mm-hmm. um just kind of a solid dude i feel like he was came in at a good time he always seemed to be pretty tight with robert and clearly like the first yeah. time they've had like an amazing drummer that they can do all these yeah. ideas that they couldn't do before and that seemed, wasn't and the, seemed to even bow out for the right reasons he was just like all right this band's gone he seemed a little old. i don't know he seemed a little older than yeah maybe he reminds me of like charlie watts mm-hmm. if, um 
from the Stones. You know, it's like a very stoic <laughs> blonde guy. Didn't necessarily fit in with like the rest of the band, but held a steady. Yeah, and he's better than Charlie Watts in my opinion. Hell yeah, going out on a limb. Where the fuck are the Rolling Stones? Yeah. <laughs> if you have complaints regarding my Charlie Watts comment or anything else I've said, you can email the Holy Hour at gmail.com. <laughs> Welcome to the Holy Hour Hour. Uh, I'll replace that with a yeah. In- actual drop. email address. Um. <laughs> some, poor, some poor asshole that has holyhour.com for our Stop uh, emailing me. I don't care about your opinions of Charlie Watts or Boris. Yeah. And I'm not racist. Where did you like? <laughs> that would be the email that person would get. Yeah. But um. Yeah, and then he resurfaced a few times, just in like kind of jam yeah. with the band things on like that greatest hits acoustic thing. Some do like a little backup percussion thing yeah. that was like so dope and tight and yeah. tasteful. It just seemed like he was had like a little hand drum and like a alumni China symbol. Yeah, it was like cool. <laughs> He's playing like on like uh, I saw like what I'm thinking of is like he was they're playing like Love Cats or something. There was that new drummer was like yeah, yeah, playing, yeah. and that's his sight. And he was just playing like had this little, like half uh, this little half kit with like yeah. a China symbol and like some other drum. And he's just like throwing in these tasteful like ksh, yeah. ksh, things. It was like the acoustic version of the greatest hits that they did as a DVD yeah. and CD. So. Like his playing was dope on that. Yeah, I love that guy. I yeah, love that guy. I'd like to know the full story of what was up or. Felt like I heard at some point he had some kind of like medical condition too, or something like went bad, yeah. and he just needed to bow out because he was. He's he needed us. He looks like he needed a stretch. He's a very like taunt like. He needed a vacation. Yeah, <laughs> he's a very stiff looking dude. But yeah, he was cool and um, really influenced my playing. Yeah, he really changed the way I like fucked around with um, toms. Yeah, I'd say he's a favorite drummer of mine. Yeah, I mean. I as well. Like I say, it's always hard to tell. Like a lot of those beats are already kind of programmed robot style on those demos when I hear them now. So it's like, but I mean, he <laughs> definitely delivered them. Yeah, and more than it's, you could have ever hoped for. But it's like some of those beats are so cool and just everything. Yeah, untitled. That's probably like. Yeah. Do you have a favorite beat of any Cure song? Jesus. Um off of disintegration since we're talking about it there's a couple uh close down mm-hmm. um there's another one that's like just so tom heavy mm-hmm. um i can't think of it but that's dope on disintegration or? yeah i can't think of it i think i think it's just close down i'm thinking of um there's the other one that's like that doom boom god boom dead I can't remember the that name of the song. Untitled, maybe? Yeah. Is, yeah. There, is that what you just That's said? Like, yeah. Like yeah. Mine, too. Just closes it out. Mine, too. It breaks down at the end. Yeah. It's so good, and it's like... Yeah. I play, I play the drums, and like, and I'm just like, I play a lot, like, just busy player, and just as a practice, I to kind of slow myself down, I play that beat, because I... It's just so methodical, yeah. and there's like two different, like two different fill, three different fills, kind of, are like little changes in it. Yeah, they're they have their place and their moments, and it's so tasteful. I love that it's like a such a good beat drum loop beat where it, like it is the same thing through the whole fucking song, pretty much, but like it's widely spaced. 
It seems like it's like uh-huh. little pause. Yeah, like the first time you get through, it goes it like hits like one. I can't remember the beat exactly, but then it hits yeah. like the like yeah. all of them are always so great that way where they're just like this yeah and you, you, know, and you like, can count on it like yeah, once you figure the beat yeah, it's, it's like, like you know it's just be like yeah and it's just like and it's not like if you're programming a drum loop where it's gonna happen on the end of each one yeah. it's like it's like every other one and it'll do the mm-hmm. or something you know it's like and he would nail those whether again if that's like Robert that came up with that initially or not but like I don't know to me, too, maybe my favorite beats, not being a total yeah. beat guy, but that and close to me, I think it's like yeah. such a fucking cool drum beat. Really, yep. As far as like, you could probably just listen to the drum beat of that song and it would be really yeah. cool. <laughs> I always wanted to hear like a version of close to me where it's just like um, the drum beat and all of uh, like the backing Robert Smith vocal, like, <gasps> yeah, like his breath is like, pa, 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 pa. yeah. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> like, that would sound so dope. Uh, it, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I really think it would be. Uh, if I could rap, I'd rap over it. Hmm. But um, that's good. I like a lot of, um, of course, Lowell's beats. Yeah. Um, just his um, his stuff on Faith, which is similar to kind of like Boris is playing. Yeah. Um, you know, which just like a lot of instead of just like writing the beat with like on the hi-hat or yeah. like a ride symbol like boris uh didn't have a ride symbol hmm. on his drum kit um because he would take that and put that into tom work and just not do it yeah and add sparseness to the beats and is hmm. very similar to um lol stuff yeah um fuck i don't think lol had a Ride symbol either, and which it, you don't play with normally, right? <laughs> have you gone to ride, dude? I'm all ride. Yeah, I have like a 22 inch like. Never used to be, double crash man. Yeah, I was always a double crash <laughs> you guy. Get the damn but crash I, like a ride. But symbol. I finally found a loud ride symbol. It's like 22 <laughs> inches. It's like a dark custom crash. It's a okay. <laughs> like half my band is my ride symbol, and everyone hates it. Yeah. In the band. Course. Yeah, it's so loud. <laughs> but um that's why I like it. Because it fucking annoys everyone. But, uh, but uh just seeing Peter Hook recently yeah. playing Joy Division songs and uh like not even I mean it's always known that the cure and big Joy Division influence for sure and everything, yeah. but like beats and especially like the bass lines yes. and like how like almost like they're almost criminally because those were like before a lot of yeah. <laughs> and like just seeing how along those lines of those cure or lull kind of beats of like yeah there has like, to be a, yeah. another rhythmic aspect That's, and that was his bass playing yeah and just like how close that is and you don't really see it in other bands and like yeah being like oh wow that's like so cure sounding <laughs> you know that's yeah. so like pornography and faith you know or, like a lot of those joy division beats are really yeah weird. and that's the whole obvious argument of them stealing from each other throughout the years or yeah. whatever but because it, you know, it, it's like it's interesting because it makes me think of like some basic bass playing from like their contemporaries and stuff um you know it's like it's like some punk bands where they're just like bass player just like he wouldn't like or she or they wouldn't follow along to like the boom boom yeah, on the bass drum. They're just like gang, 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 gang. not playing too many notes. Um, 
and the cure kind of took that and like and um Peter Hook, yeah. you know, it's like that dun, 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 and started throwing like doo, 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 yeah. and, like, playing little like riffs. It's almost like a guitar riff with yeah. a bass line, but you use that as the bass line. It's yeah. fucking wicked cool. So they're taking like this very simplistic <laughs> yeah. playing and like zhuzhing it up a bit, but not getting super crazy yeah. with it. They're not getting like prog rocky or anything. They're not definitely not like funky or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like, not funky. Which is weird because some of the choral guitar playing is funky. I know. You know it's like, cause and that was weird to hear as well, kind of some of that, like, is he swinging? Yeah. Like, like, some of his, like, especially, like, Kiss Me stuff, like, yeah. Hot 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 is, like, a funk song, you know, basically, where it's like... I wonder, <laughs> did he bring that ass, that, that whimsy into that? I kind of maybe think he did. I think, like, a lot of that kind of jangly guitar might have been more him than like Robert yeah hard to say but but yeah cause it kinda came back with 413 I feel like that album Ugh. that you never heard but no in a good way you know like but it was like kinda cool you I can mean name, I hate you can name music, so many but, songs off of that and I'm like I don't fucking know yeah but, Don said he's never heard 413 Dream nope but you did today I played it and you heard it ah <laughs> <Ugh>. busted <laughs> I played it twice. <laughs> and 10 bucks said, I was like, that's dumb. You didn't even hear it. You didn't register. Blocked it out. <laughs> but you heard it, so now you can't say you never heard it. Asshole. Busted. <laughs> I want to throw my headphone down and, and leave. I feel lied to. Uh, who are we missing? What other former members matter that much that worth talking about? Uh, There's a lot of them. Michael Dempsey, bass player. Yeah, cool. Oh, Phil Thornley deserves a note. We were like, talking about him <laughs> earlier. He's more known as a producer. He took on the top album, 84, and uh, uh, was the only kind of break from Simon, who's like the current and long-term bass player for The Cure. And um, That was a weird era with no Simon. Yeah. I, I did not like it Yeah, that he was not there. Luckily, it was very short-lived. I fucking love that guy for some reason. Yeah, he's pretty much... I can't see him being the cure without him and yeah. Robert, you know? And I think if that didn't ever happen, then <laughs> he would just do a solo thing, I would think. <laughs> I don't think he would do it without him at this point. But yeah. Who knows? I mean, who would have thought the band would have went on without Lowell? Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> Somehow they pulled together, made it work. <laughs> But Phil Thornley, most notably known as his the author of Torn by Natalie and Brulia mm-hmm. as well. Great song. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. produced some other stuff. Mm-hmm. I, f- I f- can't think of it without pulling it up. He did have a few other like kind of well-known 80s albums where it's like, oh, he produced that. But it was always like producing, never really yeah. did anything else or reappeared in the Cure world much after that, I don't think, so... But, yeah, so that's not really neat. And there's, like, that live in Japan from that tour. There's, like, a live footage that's floating around where he's the one playing bass. That's always good, but it was... Did they, was that, uh, like, a vinyl they put out? Uh, the Curiosity oh, yeah. one was the out, live album after Like, that. the old, old and one? he played on that. It's that, like, black and white one. Yeah. And I got a copy of that, and it's, like, fucking warped. And it's so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the vinyl is, like, sad. I think, like... Like, cause it's like concert curiosity. I, like, I don't remember what the like, curiosity it part. In concert or something on it. It's just called concert, I think. Yeah. And then like um, the curiosity part, I think maybe it was like a single that went with it. It was some yeah. kind of like part, and I think that's what the vinyl was, maybe or something. But uh, 
where it's just like four songs or something from it. It's yeah. like a short version of it. It's kind of like a short live thing anyway. Yeah. It's only like he plays on that though. Yeah, that's cool. It's kind of like pre that. head on the door. So yeah. it's kind of it's cool. It's got like Shake Dog Shake and a few of the, like others, but yeah, it's nothing. not bad. Yeah, it's just kind of cool, but it's like yeah. I think that's pretty much all of them. I, I like. Um, Seems like there should be more Michael Dempsey, the original bass player, but you know, there's not much of a story there. Yeah, and, uh, he was he was good. Right. I liked his playing. I don't think he got kicked out or anything. I think he just yeah, it's just the era. Yeah, they were young. Like, like I'm gonna go work at my daddy's shop. <laughs> my daddy's chip shop. <laughs> this band's going nowhere. <laughs> Malice. <laughs> In step Simon. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think my takeaway um, is just really like Lowell just being like such a big influence, and like all all the, I mean, all the players had like a pretty big influence on me. I yeah. think you know, like I learned something from all of their all their playing, like all the people I, I even trashed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I trashed. I don't think I did. I hope I didn't. Um, but just discuss. Maybe Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Guys know what he's. Guy looks in the mirror every day. He knows what's up. <laughs> he knows the score. They're all on to me. <laughs> he's that? like, someone's talking about me. <laughs> Finally. I've been uh, waiting years for this. Oh, wait, Dad. Some cunts are talking about you. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> well, I hope we covered everybody. I think yeah. that all the notables were covered. There's probably. Some, some, some great some players. Missing. Good humans. Well, I guess we'll wrap up with that. The past. Who knows what the future holds for the cure. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't listen to any of it. I'll listen to all of it. <laughs> on that note, we'll see you the next time on the Holy Hour. Holy yeah. Hour. Ooh. All right. So there you go. See what I mean? Um, thanks for making it through. Uh, just to put an official new ending on this, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, follow us on Instagram, check out the Facebook page, drop me an email at gavinconnor at gmail.com, but not about this episode. Um, enough time has passed where I can't be held accountable for anything I said or Donald said at this point. So we'll hopefully catch you soon. Um, probably won't mess with the disclaimers on any others, maybe a few. Uh, we'll hopefully have all these up soon. We're down to like the last five, I think. So, uh, we'll catch you soon. Be sure to check out the Patreon, check out 17 second shirts and, uh, talk hard.